0: Welcome to Akona Beyond the Articles, the podcast of Akona Online, the student run newspaper for the Academy of the Holy Names in Tampa, Florida. Each episode is hosted by our staff members in which they give their opinions on a variety of current topics. We publish one episode per week, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: Now, let's start the episode. Hello, and welcome to this piece on disordered eating and how to help those struggling. I am junior staff writer, Sophia Garcia. And I'm junior Amanda Castilla. Our podcast will cover heavy topics on eating disorders, so a warning beforehand, but we hope to shed some light on these real and serious struggles people face daily. What are eating disorders and how can we help? There are various eating disorders besides anorexia nervosa, including binge eating, bulimia nervosa, PICA, and avoidant food intake disorder. Because anorexia is the most common, we'll do more coverage on the specific disorder. Symptoms of anorexia include being considerably underweight compared with those of similar age and height, very restricted eating patterns, an intense fear of gaining weight or persistent behaviors to avoid gaining weight despite being underweight, a distorted body image, including denial of being seriously underweight, and more. So I think that also with um, disorders like anorexia, it's very common, but it's very hard to discern when people are or aren't because if someone's like heavy, like Mm -hmm. oh i'm glad you lost weight but like it could be from like other things yeah Yeah.
0: and sometimes i feel like people that actually have these disorders don't really realize what's going on Mm -hmm. because they're kind of just in the state of denying everything obviously everybody's going to think they're perfectly healthy.
1: People, again, like, they add to it, so it's like someone's struggling with it, they're like, oh, you look so good, you look so thin. Yeah, and that kind of
0: serves as a motivation for them to keep doing it since they see everyone
1: supporting them. And there's a difference between body dysmorphia and eating disorders, and body dysmorphia is characterized by a preoccupation with one or more perceived defects in appearance that are not noticeable to others and are not truly disfigured. So people think I'm too heavy or I'm too skinny or my nose is huge or whatever and it's not real, it's only for them. No one else really notices these things and that, like, it's just insecurity but it becomes like a genuine disorder and something that will affect your life. it's all kind of a mind game mm -hmm. with everyone. Yeah, Yeah. they can go hand in hand but a person can have (laughs) dysmorphia without an eating disorder. Even though body dysmorphia is a gateway to it, it doesn't mean that people have it. Like, people can have body dysmorphia on their face or their hands or something like that, but that doesn't mean they're gonna get an eating disorder. So I wanted to talk about this and I think our culture romanticizes eating disorders and stereotypes from them, and with the rise of TikTok, people have commented that it's like the new Tumblr, the new eating disorder Tumblr. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that around. Oh no, I definitely agree sometimes.
0: I'll be on my For You page and just get a bunch of things, Mm -hmm. and girls like bragging about their eating disorders and bragging about how skinny they're getting. Yeah. And... It honestly at one point drove me to the point where I had to delete it because it was just very toxic for me to see that. It's really, really it's bad. Really it's bad. really and bad. And nobody's, like, talking so, about it at all. Yeah,
1: and there's this um, video that got, I think, 2 million likes and more, and it was this girl in, like, inpatient recovery, mm-hmm. and she had, was getting, like, treated for an eating disorder and I was in very, like, early stages of recovery, mm-hmm. and she was very skinny, but the way that she filmed the video was like, get ready with me. Like, daily, whatever. I don't know how you got your phone in there, but one did. Yeah. And, like, like, the whole comment section was like, don't post this, don't post this. I have, you know, this is triggering me. Mm-hmm. Like, this may be giving me my eating disorder back. Like, on TikTok, a lot of people that are looked up to, even if they're not directly doing it, because it's just their body. Mm-hmm. It's like, they have very thin frames, and that's what's idolized. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it, but have you seen people that are, like, more heavier, or, mm-hmm. like, Whatever, and then and all all the whole comments like, all, like bashing them. Yeah, and then people, like, people take that and use it as like mean spo. Yeah, I've, and feel I've like seen like it so much on like so many different platforms, and it's subtly creeped in. Like, there'll be videos mm-hmm. on Twitter that'll go famous or whatever, mm-hmm. and on Twitter, it's like a runway model. Everyone's like, they're so pretty, but then you go on their account, and it's like, thin spo. Yeah, yeah, that, I do you think that we can shame people that? Romanticize it. I definitely think that those people that do post those TikToks like that are kind
0: of praised in a sense. Like I read the comments to them, mm-hmm. and like some people are like, "OmG," like same sis. Like, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like I'll get stuff on my for you page, mm-hmm. and then I wonder because TikTok's algorithm is like videos that are made for you. Yeah. Which is why it's called the for you page. It's made like, things that they think that you'd like or things that they think you'd relate to. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to another friend about this, and she was like, I get so much e-miss stuff on my TikTok, like, yeah. on my For You page. I say not interested each time. People make jokes out of their um, problems, and I get it because I can do the same. Yeah, it helps, like, yeah. shed light on the problem. Mm-hmm. Like the it, makes it, thing. Yeah, it makes it less awkward to talk about it. Yeah. But I'll get stuff like me when I don't want to eat today, me when I don't want to but today. Yeah. And it's like... Or it's like healthy snack time, and it's Yeah. it's like crushed ice, and yeah, like, this yeah. is my only meal today. Yeah. And I know it's, it's how you cope with it, but your video is going to have a ripple... Yeah, it's going yeah, to have a ripple effect for everyone else. Um,
0: a lot of those videos have popped up on my For You page, and as I said it before, like it kind of just drove me literally insane to the point where I had to delete the app. Yeah. And... Though, it's like that, there are, I feel like there are some good people on TikTok that have come up on my For You page, and it's like, there's this one girl, and she's always like, oh, like, I've recovered from an eating disorder, because she had anorexia, and then she had a binge eating disorder, and then she had, she had bulimic, mm-hmm. so I feel like there is going to be a positive side, but... I feel like TikTok may be promoting this in a way. Not exactly promoting it, you know? Yeah. it's the people making the videos. Yeah. But it's going to promote more eating disorders. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to make
1: people feel as if, like, oh, there's somebody like me. Like, this is okay. But with this, I don't want anyone going on TikTok just to, like, go find this stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's just really uh, gross. I oh, yeah. know no friends that, like, use TikTok a lot, whatever. And so TikTok has its own little funny jokes or whatever that can only be explained if you're on the app, mm-hmm. and um, but their humor starts becoming around eating disorders, so they'll post up and in, like, them with, like, low-calorie pop chips or something, mm-hmm. and a water, and they'll be like, nice snack for today, like, hee hee hee, oh my god, isn't it funny, and it's just, it's not, it's just so painful. To look at, you know, Mm -hmm. so my next topic I wanted to cover. So, obviously, there's eating disorders in men,
2: yeah, but I don't
0: ever hear it when
1: you think of an eating disorder, do you you think think of
0: like young teen girl, yeah, also white? Yeah, that is very true, but I feel like, especially of the time generation we're in, many people of color Mm -hmm. I know a lot of them have gotten eating disorders because the difference between i guess the cultures and everything for me my family makes me like eat a lot because just
1: of our culture like we're used to doing that yeah because everyone comes from like various backgrounds like when i'm with my extended family it's like if you don't eat it like what is wrong yeah here? same and it's just for other families it's like if you don't eat it's like okay baby like, yeah. yeah which is fine it's just how people grow up but, but it's a it's- main pillar of what you should be it doesn't cater for everyone's needs so yeah. people want to like conform, and it's to this I feel like type. it's
0: definitely hard for people of color because it's like you can have an eating disorder and not eat for days, mm-hmm. but you're just genuinely never gonna accomplish mm-hmm. like the white female yeah. Yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just not physically possible because yeah. we're not built like that. So yeah. that's gonna set like some really bad expectations yeah. for that's them. Lots
1: eating disorders and so. So in the United States alone, eating disorders will affect 10 million males at some oh, point in their life. Less and less alone. than 1% of all eating disorder research focuses specifically on males. So that's not anything. Yeah. And I think a lot of it also or that continues it. Yeah, I go on TikTok and they're like, oh my God, like your dream guy, right? There's this new trend mm-hmm. that's like going on with a Mars Argo song. Yeah. And a lot of their caricatures of it are... Mm-hmm. The skinny, almost dead-looking skater boy. <laughs> yeah. <like> and <laughs> they, to they run look, away from dying. And like, he looks like a Tim Burton yeah, character. Yeah, Tim Burton character. <laughs> that, and also Timothy Chalamet. And like, I can't blame oh. these people because it's like they're yeah, they're bodies, just
0: people. But just, also
1: to pretend like as if their skinny fatigue is not influencing people mm-hmm. because they're put on this postal Like, I want skinny, corpse-looking bones. Like, you don't. You don't want this. Like you want like a shell of a person. Mm-hmm. and anyway, the standard for men it's like muscle man or it's you look like you're one breath away from dying like, mm-hmm. oh yeah like, no the
0: girls that are like i want a boy that looks like he's
1: one breath away yeah, from dying yeah like, very
0: unhealthy that's such a oh, yeah. horrible
1: horrible mindset for
0: men yeah and, and i feel like maybe that's a, not the reason but like a particular factor as yeah. to why there's not much research for sure.
1: Because people are like, oh, men can't cry. Like, oh, men. Yeah. You know,
0: they don't have like, like. I guess toxic masculinity plays a big role in it. Yeah. So nobody would think they'd get that. I know another friend who also is going through a lot of problems because the beauty, the beauty standard for men has erratically changed yeah. very quickly. As you said, like it used to be like muscle men. Yeah. One strong man who
1: goes to the gym. Now it's like. I want him to look dead, I want him to look, like, I want him to look awful, disgusting, <laughs> oh my god, and, and, and people don't realize that men have, like, problems with beauty centers, too, like, I'm not trying to be, like, yeah. a meninist, but it's true, a because like, <laughs> disorders do affect more women than men, that's kind of, that's, like, just generally true, yeah. yeah, but that doesn't mean, you know, do you but. think that we can condemn people who romanticize their own disorder eating it to other people?
2: Oh
0: gee, it's a hard
1: question. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a heavy one, but what do you think? Because as I was saying before, there was that video that was like me getting ready with me. I have eating disorder recovery, right? And the comments were like, "You may have an eating disorder, which I understand and I sympathize with you, but at the same time, what you're putting out there can be triggering since your body is still in recovery." I'm Definitely
0: yes. split up on that question because I've known a lot of people who have dealt with eating disorders.
1: And I they, guess they're like,
0: proud of themselves, you know, because yeah. they're not eating because they think that is the way yeah. that we should live life.
1: But with yeah. that, I agree. Because if people aren't aware of what they're doing, but also like just because they're not aware doesn't mean the consequences can't be heavy. Also, mm-hmm. music dramas like hyper pop oh. talking about this. Yeah. Oh yeah, why don't we talk
0: about that? Yeah. Um Definitely, I think a lot, not only the media, I guess, but I definitely agree with you. Music is taking a really big role. Um, I mean, I think you can find it literally in every music genre. Like country, they're talking about beer and their girls. Yeah. And um, rap. And also, I guess, hyperpop, because all of these artists. Yeah. um, Oh, for an explanation. Hyperpop is a relatively newer genre, I would say. Like a new genre. Yeah. I Um, guess it didn't have a name before, and they just named it. Some pinnacles
1: of it are, like, 100 Gex. Slater is a big... Slater, Slater. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, me too. But it doesn't mean it doesn't... come With consequences. So another part of it is, like, kind of aesthetic of living like a party life or whatever. yeah it definitely originates from
0: the party aesthetic they're flaunting i guess you could say a lot of artists are flaunting them and their weight if you have an artist saying like i'm the skinniest girl alive and like yeah. i don't eat like it's gonna come across to their fans as something they should no, do because maybe not everyone but a lot of people look up to their favorite musicians I but then they themselves aren't even living in this lifestyle. Yeah, they make people image. believe that yeah. this could be an actual
1: lifestyle you can have without having any consequences. Okay. So, one last thing: what can we do to help someone with an eating disorder? And I think a big one is people that have eating disorders don't want to hear "just eat" or "just you know, mm-hmm. just eat, just be happy. You're not skinny. I mean, you're not fat. fat. You're not fat. Don't worry about it." like just eat, you're good, like that doesn't help anyone because then it just makes them feel alienated, like you don't mm-hmm. understand what's going on through my head, you don't get me, so I'm not going to tell you anything more. So what I personally think you should do to help someone is research on what specific disorder they have and be patient with them and listen to their struggles while reminding them they should love and take care of themselves. So I'm, I'm the school counselor, um, Ms. Adams, and we are here together to talk about disordered eating. So, Since you are a school counselor and you have more experience dealing with kids that are from different backgrounds and struggle with different things, has there ever been an incident where there is someone with disordered eating, like anorexia, bulimia, and is it okay to talk about it and how you help them get through it?
2: Yes. um, I, of course, couldn't say specific names, but Mm -hmm. I have dealt with students with all of these disorders, Mm -hmm. um, and they're all to varying, um, of different degrees. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I am not a licensed therapist, and that is what's number one, is the student needs to get medical help Mm -hmm. from a, um, usually they start with a pediatrician, and then they're referred to um, somebody who specializes in eating disorders. Some students have an outpatient-type treatment Mm -hmm. where they go after school hours, Mm -hmm. and then um, recommendations are given to the school of how we can support the student other times the student leaves for part of the day um, and gets the intensive therapy that they need Mm -hmm. Um, and then up and then in extreme cases some students are hospitalized for just a maybe six to eight week period depending on the severity of their illness and then um, we support by sending school work if they would if they are allowed to where they are and of course the school acknowledges that this is a medical problem, and um, we help the student transition back with any recommendations that the doctors provide.
1: With people with disorder eating, what are some tell signs that you can like, you see right away, and you're like, I'm worried about this person, I'm concerned for that. Um,
2: Any kind of difference in behavior, so that could be different for different students, but um, maybe it's, uh, well obviously weight loss, that is uh, Mm -hmm. number one or um, students who do avoid um, any time that it's anything to do with food. They avoid talking about it. They avoid going to lunch, you know, those different kinds of things. Students who frequently use the restroom for long periods of times, obviously we have to keep track of making sure that everyone is healthy and safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so any um, kind of change in behavior um, is, a, is a really um, sign to us, and it could be anything from maybe being uh, more introverted um, if they were normally not or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the student.
1: Because yeah. you go to a, a, an all-girls school, I wanted to talk about how there's a lot of, there's not that much focus on eating disorder in men or boys. And I was wondering if you've ever seen stuff like that and like how I feel like it's not taken as seriously. I've
2: worked at a co-ed school mm-hmm. and I've also worked at an all-boys school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I do have to say that it it isn't as prevalent mm-hmm. uh, in the male population that I have worked with. Mm-hmm. However, with the stress for athletes to lose weight like yeah. to make weight class for wrestling, that's mm-hmm. a concern um, and you know some body image problems do mm-hmm. exist in both male and female, so it really does depend on the student and um, other issues in their lives.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I have a friend that does weight loss for wrestling too and sometimes they'll be talking about it like we were talking about calories and stuff and I was like why are we, why are we worrying about this? We're just teenagers we're just kids. And like, after researching about eating disorders and things like that like a, a telltale sign is people count calories a lot. Like That's how it becomes people get more involved in it and get deeper and deeper into it and I have friends that like struggle with counting calories even if they don't have like disordered eating it's like something on the back of their heads i don't know if you've noticed this but like in our modern culture and media there's a lot and a lot of a lot of a lot of emphasis on like being skinny like models and all this stuff i don't have you ever run into any of that online or looked in a magazine
2: yes uh, that's actually been even since i was a kid yeah and even my mother yeah um you know it's it's been around for a long time movie stars Mm -hmm. at the trend um obviously singers and any music groups and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, I think that the media is doing a better job at embracing people of different mm-hmm. um, body builds and things like mm-hmm. that and with uh, and different cultures as well. Yeah. So I, I think that um, media is trying to break that stereotypical mm-hmm. you have to be this thin to be accepted type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I just remember in my own experience as a kid, um, wanting to be a stewardess, an airline yeah. stewardess, and you had to be a certain height and a certain weight and mm-hmm. or you couldn't even apply. And um, although so I did fit the mold back then, yeah. I just thought that that was just really limiting mm-hmm. and I can see how people would be obsessed with their weight when yeah. you're given those parameters.
1: And I know people like personally that have maybe been a bit overweight as a child and then it just keeps going into their like teenage years like, that fear of, like, going back or something like that, and I don't, and, like, it's so sad to watch as well because I've personally never had any, like, problems with my weight. I know people that do, and they get scared because they're like, I don't want to be whatever again. It's so scary, so stressful. It's hard for me to empathize because
2: okay. I don't experience it, yeah. so. Yeah, and I think that um, it's a normal thing to go through where everyone, ha- we have this body image. I mean, it's normal, mm-hmm. For teenagers to look at themselves and compare themselves mm-hmm. but it when there's a difference with normal how do i look then oh my gosh you know even though i'm 100 pounds mm-hmm. and i'm five foot six yeah. i'm fat yeah. there's a difference there so it's more of how you view yourself and if you love yourself enough that you <laughs> that you know you're enough and that's mm-hmm. what uh, I believe the academy tries to impress that mm-hmm. you know you are children of God, you are you have worth, and it doesn't matter what you look like, mm-hmm. and it's you have to embrace who you are, and you are not a calorie, you are not a pound. Yeah, you're not a you, number. Right, yeah. you are a person, and it's all in the healthy way you mm-hmm. look at yourself and um, and take care of yourself. So we want to help each other out and um, help our friends and to not see the negative.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, like because I'm a teenager. I think it's like this age is where people are most insecure usually because it's like, I'm like coming of age, I want to grow up and I want to look, I don't know, I just want to get the teenage life. And like with that, of course, people are insecure, everyone's insecure, everyone has something wrong. But then I think with the media and all these other um, mm-hmm. outlets, other things affecting you, it's I think exciting. that a lot of um, corporations will, like profit off of, like insecure teenager i'm
2: going to appeal to you like to make you feel right. bad so you can fit this mold for my brand no, i don't think that it's is prevalent as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, like, look at Melissa McCarthy. She makes the funniest movies. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's a heavier woman mm-hmm. um, who has lost weight and then gained weight, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But she is accepted no matter what weight she is. Mm-hmm. She is a very talented actress and comedian. So yeah. we love people, um, all different kinds of people. I could say different... Um, examples but and even men you know mm-hmm. used to always have to be the tall strong handsome guy mm-hmm. but there's a lot of short actors who yeah. are freaking amazing yeah and, and that's what I'm hoping that's that kids mm-hmm. look at these role models and, and love themselves and yeah, yeah. And care about themselves and just get that feeling I can do anything I could be anything yeah and it, it doesn't matter how I look or or what I eat you know <laughs> yeah like in my middle school
1: they would show us dove commercials because those are really good because they're like love your body and I think it's really positive and I think it's really good that like our society is growing past like thin to like it's okay to be anything it's fine right as long as you're healthy and happy you're okay and it's
2: and I think that um I noticed especially here at the academy how Mm -hmm. friends go out for each other but also you're you are all sisters and you have Mm -hmm. each other's back yeah and I can't see that somebody struggling would get by with it mm-hmm. um, on their own because there's always yeah. somebody, either um, an adult or another student, mm-hmm. that is going to say, hey, you know, something's not right. What can I do to help you? And that's, the, that's what the message that I'd like to get out is that, um, you know, we all struggle with things in our lives, and sometimes it doesn't even have to do with weight, but maybe that's how it manifests yeah. because I'm dealing with, you know, some other kind of stress. And um, as long as you know, you can go to somebody. You can mm-hmm. go to your favorite teacher. You can come to the counselor, obviously. You can see, you know, talk to one of your friends, and maybe one of your friends would say, hey, let's go talk to whoever it is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the principal, if you feel very close to, or um, another adult in the building. Um, we're all here to help each other mm-hmm. and support each other and love each other. Mm-hmm. I agree. Especially like, I know personally friends
1: that are like, I'm so stressed. I don't know who to talk to. I'm like, you can go to the guidance counselor. Like, they will help you. They're much more trained in this than I am, for sure. I think also it's good to know that, like, as teenagers can support people, like, you can't put all the weight onto yourself. And it's good to get outside help and outside support. So it's like, if your friend's struggling, know that, like, you can't solve it, but you know that people are more qualified can.
2: And growing up, um, I had a cousin, well, she's just my second cousin, but um, from a young age, she um, had, was hospitalized for an eating disorder, mm-hmm. and it was the saddest thing that I've ever seen. She was a beautiful young girl, and she was not overweight ever mm-hmm. in her life, but she just um, needed a lot of help. Um, she did learn some skills, and she's a successful adult right now, and I'm very proud of her, mm-hmm. but every day it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. So it is um, very. It can be very concerning, um, but if you get the right help mm-hmm. um, and know how to face it, mm-hmm. you can, you know, overcome it. Overcome. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I was talking
1: to my other friend, and she was like, "I wonder if it stays forever." I'm like, "It doesn't. It it can it can get better." And it's like, mm-hmm. of course, people are still insecure, but it doesn't need to become a disorder. It can. It can change. <laughs> self-love and as much as it's so much easier said than done i'm not saying oh just love yourself and get over it but no definitely it takes a lot of hard work mm -hmm, it takes a lot of time so so thank you so much for uh joining me in my podcast and taking the time under your day to meet me thank you thank you thank you for listening to our podcast and make sure to check out other interesting stories or podcasts on our website and spotify